Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. Presents today's sports report. On today's program, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. And now, from the studios of UGA Football News, on Facebook and Instagram, here's the host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. And it's good to have you with us today on today's sports report brought to you by UGA Football News. I'm Chris Hall, your host. Matthew Hall is uh, joining us as well as uh, we come to you today. And we've got some exciting things to talk about. How about those dogs? Uh, The University of Georgia taking on Clemson on Saturday night, September 4th. And, of course, the game was up in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Bank of America Stadium attendance. There was a bazillion people there in the stands. I I never did hear the official attendance uh, figures. And a uh, football audience uh, on television and uh, other venues, I'm sure, all across America and around the nation. And they saw a dandy of a football game, kind of an old-school football game. Back in the day, Vince Dooley, by the way, it was his birthday on Saturday. Vince Dooley, former head coach of the University of Georgia, would have loved a 10-3 game where you you, you just you, you grounded out a victory. And, of course, Georgia did that. We Nobody expected a 10-3 game out of this game. Uh, we were all prognosticating, uh, you know, 35-28 or something like that. But the final score, the University of Georgia defeating Clemson in what some would describe as an upset. Final score, 10-3 up in Clemson, uh, North Carolina. A great way to begin the season for the Bulldogs. Exactly what we were looking for out of the University of Georgia as far as a win is concerned. And uh, my, my dear bride... She tolerated me as I was watching this game because I was coaching the entire game and critiquing <laughs> critiquing the entire game. And if I know uh, Matthew Hall, he's a chip off the old block. He was doing the same as well. So, Matthew, uh, here we go. Uh, we begin the 2021 season for the University of Georgia with a big win over Clemson. We picked Georgia to win, but nobody saw a 10-3 game coming in which there were no offensive touchdowns during the game. So quite an exciting game. And uh, how do you feel about it, uh, Matthew? Yeah, I mean, you know, first off, I mean, go dogs. I mean, what a victory and, you know, really a, uh, you know, a big matchup. And it, it was a hard-fought game between two top five teams. I mean, just uh, just like, you know, we were saying, you were saying a moment ago about uh, the pro- prognostications and the uh, uh, previous, you know, projections and what we thought the score would be. I mean, much, much uh, low in score of an affair. Uh, much bigger of a battle, I thought, uh, in terms of uh, uh, the game actually on the ground itself uh, between the defenses. And, um, you know, I mean, Georgia's, Georgia's defense with the seven sacks, I mean, just really looked great. I mean, the you know, of course, the Christopher Smith uh, pick six as well in there. I mean, just really an all-around effort uh, defensively for Georgia in a game where really it was, uh, it was a, uh, you know, turned out to be a battle between two defenses yeah. um, in, in, in so many ways and, and not to take anything away from – offenses by other team but uh it was definitely a defensive uh, uh stand down and and uh 
you know, it was just great to see Georgia football just go out there with seven sacks and, and, and get this victory the way they did. And, of course, uh, you know, in, in our previous programs, we, we talked with experts like Rusty Manziel and others, and we kind of talked about how it would be a game in the trenches. It would be won or lost in the trenches, and that certainly turned out to be the case. Uh, Clemson averaged three yards per play, three yards per play, and Georgia didn't do much better. Georgia averaged 4.2 yards per play. Uh, DJ Uangalele, the quarterback for uh, Clemson, you know, I, I, to speak Southern ease for just a moment, bless his heart, he never looked comfortable uh, in uh, guiding the Clemson offense. He, he was out of sorts and out of whack, and you can give credit to that a lot to the Georgia defense. Uangalele uh, was sacked seven times. And when you figure in the sacks into the rushing yards, and that's how they do it in totaling up uh, rushing yards, uh, yards gained by running, uh, Clemson had a grand total of two rushing yards for the game. Unbelievable. Uh, Of course, the, the Georgia defense. Hello, 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 Georgia defense. Seven sacks, one shy of the school record. Just a dominating performance by the Georgia defense. Nolan Smith, Nakobe Dean uh, got sacks in the first half. Dean added another in the second half. Sophomore Jalen Carter notched his first career sack midway through the third quarter. And senior Adam Anderson followed with his first sack of the season and the tenth of his career uh, in the second half. Trayvon Walker collected his first sack of the year. He now has four and a half sacks for his career. Jordan Davis picked up one uh, for six now in his career. So the defense just absolutely dominating. The front line, the linebackers, very, very active. Just a dominating. Uh, and, and you saw it, and I don't have to explain it. Just a dominating performance by uh, the Georgia defense. I don't think Kirby Smart uh, could be uh, any more happier with uh, the Georgia defense. Now, the offensive side, things are a little different, but you got to remember, first game of the season, the defenses are going to be ahead of the offenses, and that certainly was the case. You have two. Now, Clemson's defense is not a bad defense by any means. Uh, They are a dominating defense as well, so uh, the the Clemson defense was able to hold uh, the Georgia offense in check, uh, you you hope that that's not a portent of things to come. I don't think it is. You just had a great defense from uh, Clemson as well, holding Georgia under control. Who would have ever thought, who would have ever thought that there would be no offensive touchdowns in this game? The only touchdown came on an interception by Christopher Smith uh, for the uh, University of Georgia. And here's Scott Howard, radio voice of the Georgia Bulldogs, courtesy of Learfield IMG College Audio Network, with a play of the game for the Georgia Clemson game. This is Christopher Smith, 74-yard touchdown uh, interception return for a touchdown with 2.58 left in the second quarter. Pace in the backfield with Uyunglele. He's in the shotgun, two receivers to the right and two to the left for the Tigers who are moving to our left here in Charlotte. Quick throw, picked up, intercepted Chris Smith. He might have a shot at going to the house. 40, 30, 20, far sideline. They dive, they don't get him. Touchdown, pick six. Georgia strikes first. Yes, and uh, Christopher Smith played that uh, pass. He had it zoned in all the way. Uh, and uh, all, uh, for, uh, you know, just 
for everybody's information, something you really don't want to know, I was up and getting something to drink when that happened, and I had to go back and rewind the uh, uh, the play on the TV to see it in in uh, all of its entirety. Uh, but hey, if 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 Georgia will score every time I get up and uh, and go to the uh, kitchen to get some water, then I'll do that very often. Uh, of course, that was the only touchdown of the game. Podledsny added a field goal later for Georgia. Uh, but Georgia winning 10 to 3. So, uh, and Matthew, I just, you know, I, we were so expecting offense to, uh, these offenses to trade punches turned out to be a defensive struggle. Christopher Smith made a great play on that interception, took it to the house for a touchdown, and he's a guy. Now, Christopher Smith, Chris Smith is a guy that could have went into the portal. You know, he, he, he was behind some other guys, playing behind some other guys, but he said, nope, I'm going to stick it out. And he made the biggest play of the game. Very impressive, right, Matthew? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, of course, the locker rooms and the, uh, the depth, uh, you know, the depth just at the different positions at, at Georgia now, you know, I mean, easily could have uh, sought uh, look over to the uh, transfer portal. Decided to stay. Um, looks like it's paying off. Because um, I mean, man, what some defense he played. And and you know, you knew just that moment when he when he picks this ball off. I mean, and he's off to the races. I mean, he he gave it everything he had. And I mean, you know, just really a great moment for him in his career. Uh, starting off this season and uh, just you know uh, also ties into the mentality of, of how Georgia football wants to be on defense, and that is both uh, aggressive and stealthy. And, um, you know, uh, interceptions need to be a critical thing for, for Georgia to be successful. Um, and that's any team but Georgia, especially this season. And, and the seven sacks with the interception and the uh, pick six, uh, just really a, a great uh, you know, just a great cap uh, cap off of a great defensive game for the dogs. Yeah, and, and after uh, after the play, the television cameras kind of focused in, of course, on Chris uh, Christopher Smith, and he was sucking o- oxygen. His teammates were trying uh, to uh, congratulate him, and they were, but he was saying, guys, let me breathe, let me breathe. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with the effort of the play and, of course, the excitement of the play as well. So uh, Georgia's defense... Uh, playing a great game again, Georgia, as everyone knows, uh, wins over Clemson 10 to three on Saturday night in a, a contest between two top five teams in the country. Now, turning offensively, well, you know, uh, it, it was a little different story for Georgia uh, quarterback J.T. Daniels. Uh, he had an okay game. Uh, it, it was not a stellar game by any means, but boy, he was he was limited. Georgia was limited offensively by. A very good Clemson defense might be the best defense that Georgia will, will uh, play against all year. Uh, the offense will. Uh, JT Daniels finished uh, 22 for 30 for only 135 yards. He had, did have one interception. Uh, and uh, Daniels now 5 and 0 as a Bulldog starter. The re- the leading receiver was freshman tight end Brock Bowers. He had six receptions for 43 yards. Uh, Brock Bowers looked very impressive. Uh, freshman uh, playing in California last year, and he comes uh, east to play in the SEC. He had a very impressive game, very impressive player. Uh, Zamir White had a 22-yard run in the third quarter, finished with a team-high 74 yards on 13 attempts. 
Those were the leaders uh, for Georgia offensively. Uh, evident that both teams, pa- both teams passing games uh, were well uh, behind the opposing uh, defenses. Both quarterbacks averaged only five yards per attempt. And most of Daniel's passes went to tight ends and running backs rather than receivers. Now, the receiver core for Georgia, you, you've got some impressive names there, but uh, you, they were a little hampered uh, because a lot of our receivers missed time in camp. And, of course, you had injuries to George Pickens, uh, Dominic Blaylock, tight end Darnell Washington out as well. And so there was a lot of dinking and a lot of uh, a lot of throwing to the side, very short passes for JT Daniels and the offense. I don't think that is a portent of things to come for Georgia. I think you're going to see the offense break out in the games uh, to come. It was just a case, Matthew, of, of an early season a game for the offense trying to find its footing, and Georgia going up against a very good Clemson uh, defense, don't you think? Uh, the, 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 here comes, uh, you know, the offense will crank it up in the games to come, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely with, uh, you know, Georgia's offense being uh, hampered in a way, I mean, in, in terms of the wide receiver position, and also not just at the wide, wide receiver position, but at tight end. Uh, as well, I mean, you're, you know, you didn't have Darnell Washington out there, and uh, but even in his absence, I mean, you see, uh, you know, freshman tight end Brock Bowers, who's there's, you know, there's already been a lot of talk about him uh, all preseason, uh, leading up into uh, the Dawes' first game here of, of how good of an athlete that he was, and uh, you know that he is rather, and and uh, you know, six catches for 43 yards. I mean. I think a lot of people are surprised by by that, but I don't believe that Kirby Smart uh, was surprised uh, in any way uh, about that. I mean, he's been uh, one of the biggest proponents and, and biggest, uh, you know, outspeakers for the positivity of, of what Bowers has brought to the program and his play so far. Zamir White also, I thought, ran the ball very well, ran the ball hard. Especially that last um, drive yes. to seal the game. I mean, four minutes left, and Georgia kept the ball. Clemson never got it back, and Clemson had three timeouts. Right. And, I mean, you know, Zamir White just really – he highlighted the the Georgia running game here and uh, and ran with authority. And it's good to see him do that and and to be, a, a, you know, a good backbone in that and, and, and structure for that running game. I know you didn't see a whole lot of uh, uh, a whole lot of offense otherwise, other than that. But again, I mean, this was a low-scoring game. I uh, I don't think anybody actually saw it being this score. Um, kudos to the offense, you know, and and just like you love to see freshmen like Bowers get in there and make a difference in a game like this as well. Yeah. And uh, I just think that you know it was a, a great battle, and Georgia Georgia survived this, and and. Uh, you know, they were put to the test early on uh, through this game, and I think that, um, you know, you'll see the confidence grow from from this victory. All right. Well, let's uh, hear from the coach, head coach Kirby Smart, after the game. Had, of course, a lot of comments about uh, the game, and we've just picked out a few snippets here and there, and we'll share that with you now. Uh, I told Dabo before the game, I thought the atmosphere was incredible. It reminded me of a, you know, playoff or a uh, uh, conference championship type atmosphere because it just felt that way. It was electric uh, at the hotel, the drive-in. It was it was special. I mean, to me, you could say it was a lot like an SEC football game, but it wasn't like one last year because none of them were quite like that. Uh, 
Um, what I did find out is we've got a lot of resiliency and, you know, when our offense had to convert, when our offense had to force the ball down somebody's throat, a pretty good defense, you know, they were able to do it. And uh, that makes me proud, but we certainly have a long way to go um, to be explosive and, and get where we need to go offensively. You know, I think we frustrated them and confused them. And, and once you, I mean, we didn't do real well offensively either, but we did. We did have some moments where we could run the ball. They, 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 they struggled to do that. But we did move the ball. We just weren't explosive. And uh, we did not play our best, but we played a really good team. Most teams, you come out and play a team like that right off the get-go, it's tough on you. It's tough slant, sledding. What I found out is that when we have to go, when we got to go four minute and we got to grind out first downs, we got a really good physical football team. But we got to score points because football, I mean, defense is hard to play now. Like, you, you got to score points to win games. And we know that. And we've worked really hard on that. And, and we got to get better at that because we got to be able to score. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, sir. You got to be able to score. And, and uh, uh, Georgia will be able to do that, I'm sure, in the uh, future. So uh, th- that's kind of a recap of the game. Of course, we haven't informed anybody of anything new or different about the game, but. We did want to jump in there and just uh, kind of go over some of the highlights and, again, emphasize some of the things that we saw about uh, the game. And uh, kudos to Georgia. Now that Georgia has gotten through a massive uh, matchup against Clemson, uh, as you look forward through the season, right now uh, on the the schedule for Georgia, there's only one ranked team left on their regular uh, season schedule. Now, some other teams may come into the rankings, but right now, as you look down the future, you look over the schedule for Georgia, the only uh, ranked team on the Georgia schedule at the moment is number 13, Florida. And, of course, uh, Georgia will be taking on uh, Florida and that big rivalry game October the 30th in Jacksonville. So, uh, that's a look at uh, the uh, Clemson game. We'll uh, take a break and... Come back and take a look at UAB, University of Alabama at Birmingham. That's next up uh, for Georgia on September the 11th. It'll be a 3.30 game in Athens. It'll be on ESPN2. Uh, But we're going to take a break. And I tell you, Matthew, we are so pleased, so happy, so thrilled to have a wonderful partnership this uh, year on today's sports report brought to you by UGA Football News. Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, is uh, a supporter and sponsor of uh, today's sports report. When it comes time to finance or refinance your home, you got to go to southeastmortgage.com slash UGA. We love these folks. We appreciate their support. Great folks, uh, right, Matthew? Yeah. Uh, We love Southeast Mortgage. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, just a great, great uh, set of folks. Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, we've had a working relationship with them for quite some time now, and and that partnership is uh, is growing even more uh, now with them being the uh, the sponsors of the podcast. And we are just <laughs> super excited and thrilled to have them on. And um, you know, they uh, they have a lot to offer out there uh, in the Athens area and beyond. So you know, anybody out there. Um, you know, looking for a home or, or, you know, or something of that nature. I mean, these are the guys to call big Bulldog fans, too. Yeah. yeah, great, folks. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment after this word from Southeast Mortgage. Today's sports report will be right back after this message from Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. 
This is head coach Kirby Smart. It's my job to coach the fundamentals of football and prepare my guys for the future. Well, my friends at Southeast Mortgage are preparing you for your future by becoming a homeowner. Every Bulldog deserves a home. If you're in the market to purchase or refinance, I trust Southeast Mortgage to provide the best experience and get it done. Visit southeastmortgage.com UGA to get pre-approved for your home loan today. Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. Southeast Mortgage of Georgia Incorporated, NMLS, number 103956. Georgia Residential Mortgage License, number 6578. The only thing better than winning between the hedges on Saturday is coming home to this on Sunday. On the football field, I'm a coach. At home, I'm a dad. The field is where legends are made, where boys become men, dreams become reality, and teammates become family. Family is the most important thing. It's everything we have. And home is where a family's memories are made. So when the time comes to finance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan with Southeast Mortgage. Thank you for joining us. And welcome back to today's sports report. Yes, sir. We're back on uh, today's sports report brought to you by UGA Football News. So... Georgia is 1-0 and on the year, and uh, now we turn our, uh, our faces toward the uh, next game on the schedule, and uh, that'll be Georgia returning to action again Saturday in Athens. It'll play host to UAB, University of Alabama at Birmingham, uh, which uh, won their game last week, 3.30 p.m. on uh, ESPN2. I did watch some of the UAB, uh, UAB game. Uh, that they had with Jacksonville State. Now, Jacksonville State, for those of you who might not be uh, familiar, this is not Jacksonville like in Florida. This is Jacksonville State like in, in uh, located in North Alabama. In fact, my daughter is a, an alumni of Jacksonville State. Uh, but anyway, U, uh, UAB uh, won the game 31 to nothing. They shut out Jacksonville State. Uh, the game was actually Wednesday night, uh, the Wednesday night before the uh, Saturday game, uh, Georgia game. It was held in Montgomery. It was a part of the Montgomery kickoff at the Cramden Bowl, one of those preseason bowl games. Uh, the Blazers uh, won over Jacksonville State uh, again, 31 to nothing. Uh, the Blazers had 518 yards in offense uh, and limited Jacksonville State to only 155 yards. He had offense, redshirt senior quarterback Tyler Johnston III led the Blazers' offense. He passed for 320 yards, two touchdowns. And uh, let's see, uh, senior uh, safety Dijon Turner uh, was uh, the defensive star for UAB. Six tackles, had a pass breakup. And so uh, here uh, here comes UAB. They'll be coming into Athens. Now, you know, this is a game, obviously, Georgia will be a huge favorite over UAB. Uh, Georgia coming off the win in Clemson. Uh, I'm sure Coach Kirby Smart's reminding them, even as we speak, that, uh, hey, the Clemson game's over. It's over with. Let's enjoy it. Let's be excited about it. But we got some uh, guys we got to play, and they are bound and determined to beat us. And so UAB is going to come into Athens, and they're going to give an A-plus effort uh, as they take on Georgia. Uh, so, you know, this is one of those games you expect Georgia to win. Georgia should win easily. Any concerns, Matthew, uh, about UAB coming into Athens? I, you know, any, any no, no apprehension? Con- no real concerns here at all. I mean, Georgia shows up. I mean, if they show up and just take care of business, this is an easy, easy uh, victory for uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, 
most certainly they outman and outmatch uh, uh, UAB. Not to, not to take anything away from their program, and I know they have have in the in the past actually. Uh, actually, recent past had some players of uh, some greatness on their team before, but I think if Georgia shows up and, and uh, uh, Georgia, you know, checks the boxes, do you know they show up, they do the things that they're supposed to do, show up, they actually play play a game that they're supposed to play and uh, uh, do not take uh, the, you know uh, the game as a joke and they they you know take the game seriously and play the way they, the Georgia way I think there's no uh, there's no no concern here for Georgia and why was it Montana was it Montana that beat Oregon or somebody <laughs> Montana I, I forget I forget who Montana beat but anyway they they pulled a big surprise uh, in the opening weekend well, of, uh, the uh, the football season. So Georgia, you know, I, I Coach Smart, I can hear him now. You know, Coach Smart says, "Look, the game's over. We've got UAB. They have some players, and and so we need to take care of business. So you want to see Georgia yeah. immediately come out of the blocks and just handle this situation and get it done." Well, and the thing is, on you know, and 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 any college football fan who, or football fan in any uh, at any level, should know this. Uh, any given Saturday, you're you know you're one you're one game from being humbled. So it, it doesn't matter who your opponent is. I mean Georgia, I don't believe uh, should go into this game just thinking, oh, it's an automatic victory. Hey, we're gonna show up, be warm bodies, and the game's over. I know I think Georgia needs to show up and and uh, play this game as if though UAB were the University of Alabama. Uh, or anyone else, uh, you know, of that caliber for that level. So, you know, we, we have no sympathy for Clemson, uh, but but as I look at Clemson now, as as the Georgia game is over, Clemson has lost. Well, Clemson has no, they have no room for uh, no margin for error now for the rest no. of the football season. Uh, they play in a very weak ACC. You just got to say, although Florida State showed up against Notre Dame. Kudos yeah, to did. Florida State. Yeah, they did. Uh, played yeah. a great game. Yeah, they did. Uh, so if Clemson loses a game along the ACC schedule or loses another game, that's that's going to be pretty much a death uh, uh, kneel for uh, them being able to get into the college football playoffs with the four-team format that we have now. And so uh, Dabo, I'm sure, is talking to his Tigers. And uh, they're, they're going to have to hold the line. Uh, Clemson's very talented. Uh, their offensive line really has a lot of problems. So they're going to have to straighten all that out. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see where Clemson goes now after this. Well, we want to look at some of the, uh, as in the closing moments of our program, some of the SEC games uh, from over the weekend and check them out and see how the SEC teams did. Tennessee won over Bowling Green 38-6. to You know, they, uh, Tennessee should have beat Bowling Green. Bowling Green... <laughs> I think uh, they, they've won a, a one game in the last two years or something, and they beat Akron. Uh, and, and that was, I think, their only win, or maybe it was Akron beating Bowling Green. I don't know. But Tennessee winning, and so uh, that was expected. Kentucky taking care of the University of Louisiana at Monroe, 45-10. to Arkansas beating Rice, 38-17. Now, next week, I guess the featured game in college football, you could say it like that, will be Arkansas and Texas. Should be a very interesting game, and that game will be in Fayetteville. And uh, some uh, like an old-school Southwest Conference uh, game between Arkansas and and uh, Texas next week. But Arkansas begins the season 38-17. Now, Alabama 
uh, just just took it to Miami of Florida, 44-13. Bryce Young, freshman quarterback, highly touted. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Alabama, <laughs> Alabama looked in midseason form. They have only like four offensive uh, starters returning, and they, they haven't missed a beat. Alabama, very impressive against what was thought to be an improved Miami team. Bryce Young just looked fantastic. His uh, uh, freshman quarterback, Matthew, um, or uh, here we go uh, with, uh, I'm sorry, I hit the thing, I'm sorry. Uh, so here we go, Alabama winning over Miami. So uh, what was your impression of that game? Here comes the tide. Yeah, I mean, uh, Alabama, you know, I, I know that's a different look. Uh, different players, but uh, at least at some uh, at some positions. But Alabama really showed up and looked very much like the Alabama that yeah. you would expect Alabama to look like. And uh, quarterback uh, looks looks like uh, you know anybody that had any questions about whether or not they need to check a box at the quarterback position. <laughs> I think that's pretty much well put to rest. Yeah. Um, you know, after the performance that 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 we saw. And so uh, I do see Alabama being that that same old sturdy Alabama over there in the West. Same old, same old. And God bless Mercer. Mercer will uh, travel in to to, uh, uh, Tuscaloosa next week. And uh, Alabama and Mercer. You know, it's a money game for Mercer for the program. So, you know, maybe Mercer will do halfway decent, but... Boy, it's going to be tough. But after Mercer, after Alabama plays Mercer, then they come, then they play Florida, and uh, they'll travel down to Gainesville. Now that could be an interesting game, Alabama and Florida in a couple of weeks. But uh, Alabama winning big in the opening game of the season. Mississippi State uh, won over Louisiana Tech, 35-34. Very entertaining game. It looked like Mississippi State was going to lose this game, but they did pull it out. Kind of an interesting game. Uh, it doesn't really portend very well for Mississippi State, uh, but Louisiana Tech has some players, so you know it was it was an okay game. Uh, Missouri beat Central Michigan thirty-four to twenty-four. Missouri looked uh, yeah okay. Auburn uh, beat Akron sixty to ten. Akron is uh, they've won like one game in the last two years. I think they beat Bowling Green or Bowling Green beat them or something like that. But Auburn, you know. Uh, I began good, a full stadium in Auburn, Alabama. Any comments on the Auburn game? Any? Uh, I didn't. I didn't see much of it, but <laughs> didn't see much. Not much. Not you know. D- uh, see the result here, sixty to ten. I mean, yeah. don't don't expect much different there. Uh, could see seeing that uh, Auburn was playing uh, Akron. Yeah. Okay, another one of those money games. Uh, South Carolina beat Eastern Illinois. South Carolina. The quarterback was a coach, yeah. and he did pretty good. Yeah, uh, he did great. South, I mean. South Carolina winning 46 to nothing. Um, Georgia, of course, beating Clemson 10-3. to Florida beat uh, Florida Atlantic University 35-14. I saw some snippets of that game. Florida looked okay. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was okay. They're playing yeah. Florida Atlantic, so they should have won and was supposed to win. Texas A&M. Uh, beat Kent State 41 to 10. Uh, Texas A&M got out uh, big early, and then they kind of took the, you know, slowed down a little bit. Uh, but uh, they did win big uh, over Kent State. Oh boy, East uh, East Tennessee State University beat Vanderbilt 23 to three. Now ETSU 
is in a uh, you know in a division a little below uh, the upper echelon division of NCAA football teams. Well, they really took it to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, I, I saw I saw a replay of some of this game. Vanderbilt looked terrible. I mean, bless their hearts. Charlie Lee is the new coach at Vanderbilt. He uh, comes from Notre Dame, the defensive quarter, uh, coordinator at Notre Dame. He was. Uh, and but he, he's he's an alumni of Vanderbilt. He took the um, he took the job there. Boy, it's going to be a long year for Vanderbilt. I'm pulling for him to win a game somewhere down the line. Uh, boy, a big surprise, big surprise out west. UCLA beating LSU 38 to 27. And I did watch some of that game. UCLA looked pretty good. LSU just I just they were not firing now. Uh, on all cylinders. But, of course, you know, yeah, they, they had the hurricane. It displaced LSU. They had a lot of disruptions. Then they traveled out west. I'm not trying to make excuses for LSU. But it was not the optimal uh, situation for LSU. But they travel out west, and they lose to UCLA. And so, uh, you know, Ed Orgeron, somebody, you know, he may be starting to get some knocks on the door there at LSU because they demand excellence uh, with that uh, that particular fan base. So, uh, Matthew, uh, you know, I saw some of that game. UCLA looked good, but I think they looked looked better than they are because LSU just really didn't play well. Uh, your impression of that game? Yeah, I mean, LSU, I mean, tough loss here. I mean, UCLA, did, you know, I mean, and regardless, uh, I'm – I know you're not trying to make excuses for LSU, and I most certainly will not make excuses for them. Um, regardless of the optics here or the, or the situation with the hurricane or, or whatnot, I mean, there's no way they should have lost this game. Yeah. Um, you starting off, you know, you come in starting off the season this way, it's just not a good look uh, for you as a program. Um, not only that, you're a much better team. You should, yeah. you should took, you know, uh, should have took the game a little bit more seriously, I believe, from. Uh, Ogeron and the Tigers' uh, perspective, and I think it, you know, it cost them. Yeah, it did. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our program uh, for uh, today, this uh, particular program, as we are still celebrating at the Hall House over the uh, University of Georgia, winning over Clemson, uh, the Dogs taking care of business, and uh, in the first game of the season again next uh, Saturday, September the 11th. God bless America on September 11th. Uh, University of Georgia taking on UAB in Athens. It'll be 3.30. We'll be on ESPN uh, 2, broadcast on ESPN 2. And, of course, all across on the uh, University of Georgia radio network, football radio network. All right. And we do want to remind you, UGA Football News can be found on Facebook and Instagram. And also, coming very, very soon, something uh, new and exciting, UGAFBnews.com. UGAFBnews.com. That's the new website. Very interactive, very beautiful. We're looking forward to it. That's coming out very soon. All right, Matthew, any closing words for us? Uh, you know, the only closing words that uh, I always give, go dogs. Go dogs, and we'll see you next time on today's Sports Report, brought to you by UGA Football News. UGA.
MGA Football News would like to thank Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, for sponsoring our program today. When the time comes to finance or refinance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan from Southeast Mortgage. Your friends at Southeast Mortgage are ready to help you. Visit southeastmortgage.com slash UGA today for more information. This and previous editions of today's sports report can be found at UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram, on many leading podcast apps, and at todayssportsreport.com. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs. Oh.